guess who? It's your favorite co-host from the newly revamped number one rated podcast in the world, How You Feeling with Coco and Fran. I'm Coco, by the way. Anyway, we love what we're doing here, and we want to continue to grow and improve by bringing you quality episodes each week. One of the best ways to help us is with financial support. For as little as 99 cents a month, you will be contributing to the growth and success of this podcast. That's less than $12 a year. Just click the link in any episode description and become a sponsor. We'd really appreciate it. Hey friend, how are you feeling today? Oh, Coco, I'm feeling anxious, really anxious, uh, feeling excited. My head kind of hurts. I don't really even know why that hurts. I mean, it's not that I used my head at all today. Um, my corn pad is slipping because I put it on my toe after I banged into a piece of furniture, because that's the worst. I hear that banging your toe against the chair is probably worse than being punched in the face. You know, and I'm having such an itch right now. I don't know what the problem is. You know, and no one online on DocMD or any You're listening to How You Feeling with Coco and Fran. Hello. Cheetos. Cheetos to you. Cheetos. Mm, I love Cheetos. I like cheese puffs more than Cheetos. Whatever. Listen, if you're hungry. The crunchy, whatever. You know what I don't like? What don't you and, like, Fran? And you know this about me. I cannot stand when people open up a bag of chips and put their hand inside of it when it's going to be a bag that's being shared by many. Yes. If it's a, if it's at some kind of a party or a no, gathering. No, no, don't, don't. That's your thing. My thing is, I don't care if I'm sitting there with a friend I'm sitting there with even my family. I want to pour it into a bowl. Yeah. I do not like when people are passing a bag of chips around. Lick, 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 dive. Lick, 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 dive. Listen, listen, the licking thing is a big turnoff regardless. Like I've never understood why. Like get a fucking napkin. Go, Go to the sink. Go tell it on the mountain. Listen, and then when you're there, wash your hands. And then wash your hands. But listen, I am a big open the bag and pour, pour it in a plate. Yeah, pour it in a bowl. I remember my friend and I, when we used to go out when we were younger, and you know she's just as germophobic as I am. She and I would like be out somewhere and we're like, oh, let's get a snack, right? And we literally used to be like, at a stopping point, you know, like lunch or something like that. We'd get a bag of chips, open it a little bit on your napkin, a little bit on mine. And we just go back and forth and share like that way. Nobody's like, yeah. And And the nice thing about, or the plus bonus about putting it in a bowl is that you're kind of, you've, You've kind of given yourself now just a portion where you're not going to overdo it so much. You had to ruin that moment. I did. I did. Listen, like, I, I, enjoying your chips. Like, come on. I want to hear this. Don't I, eat the chips if you're not going to enjoy them. I do enjoy it. I can tear through an entire bag and that's the problem. 
There's a mostly air in those bags. You don't have anything to worry about. No. You open up the bag. It's like, it's like this bag has such and such servings. I'm like lies. You open it up and there's oh. 20, it's 25% filled. But, but that's the thing. When you look at the nutritional, you know, value of, I, I was actually looking at it for Doritos, regular nacho Doritos. Did you know that a serving size is 12 chips and those 12 chips is 150 calories for just 12 chips and think about like how mindless we can eat those like we can finish a, a bag but here's my point and you know i say this all the time you know what you're getting into oh so, of course. Like, for me i don't if i'm gonna eat doritos i'm just gonna eat them i'm not gonna be one two three four oh wait a minute that one's broken that doesn't count <laughs> listen if if that was the case i make sure that each and every one of those doritos are whole <laughs> Because I want my full 12. Or you just stack two or three of them at once. And that counts as one. Sure. If you want to go that way. So anyway, I, I have a story to tell you. About. Uh, a, a, about food. Yes. Okay, good. Well, inadvertently about. Oh, like You got to stay on topic. Come on. Is it about food? Stop it. So I was with a couple of friends yesterday. We were celebrating a little early birthday thing because. One of them is, um, uh, we share the same birthday, not the same year, but the same birth date. And um, the other friend, sh- her birthday is on Valentine's Day. So we hung out, I made some cupcakes. And at one point, like I wasn't really planning on staying for dinner, but you know, we were having fun hanging out and they decided they wanted to order some food. So they decided on burgers. Now, burgers are not something that is my go-to craving, right? But I found a burger, whatever. We ordered it through Uber Eats. And I can't remember how long after she placed the order. It might have been like about 40 minutes or something like that. She gets a call from the Uber driver saying that he can't find where she is. Now, I've mentioned this to you. I don't use any of those apps. Like I don't order. I think it's just too much of a a convenience to get, you know, fast food delivered at your house. Like I, I I think it's dangerous for me, (laughs) but I understand the convenience anyway. So on Uber eats, um, you can track and I imagine other food delivery things. You can see where the delivery person is on your, on, on the map or on the app. So she saw where he was and she's trying to tell him that he's gone too far. He needs to come back around and yada, yada, yada. Now, I will preface this, that where my friend lives, it's a little tricky to to figure out which entrance to go in because it's kind of like a condo community, condo community, but it's bigger than mine so the entrance could be very tricky to know which one is hers but she was trying to guide him to say you've gone too far or you're across the street now you have to cross on the other side yada 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 he was not understanding it and we were listening to the whole conversation and she saw him like going back and forth and back and forth like down this the the main road and she's like what are you doing like it she you could you can hear that she was getting aggravated, but because this guy wasn't listening to her directions. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And then at one point he's like, I'm going to call Uber and maybe something's wrong with my GPS or whatever. So while this, while she was waiting, she was telling us about how this is like the third time she's experienced something like this. And the previous two times they've actually um, like she's canceled or, or they refunded her order um, because of non-delivery or whatever it was. Right. And a, a little thing that I found out about this service, and I don't know if it's like this with the other, with the other ones, if for whatever reason, your order does get refunded, you don't get the tip back. Mm -hmm. And this is what has happened to her in the past where she would get refunded the, the cost of the food, but she loses the tip. And like in, in my eyes, if the person hasn't done what their job was, meaning sure. to deliver to the door, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have that tip. Anyway, so she starts talking on the, on the online with customer, some customer service rep with Uber Eats and person is asking her all of these things. And the, the customer service rep is saying, well, he, he's trying to deliver and she could see that he's trying to deliver. And my friend is trying to tell her, well, he's not, you know, comprehending what I'm trying to guide, where I'm trying to guide him. And, uh, and then back and forth, back and forth for a, a few minutes. And then she says to my friend, oh, it looks like he's delivered. And my friend is looking and it, it, it does in fact say that it was successfully delivered. So she goes to the front door, no delivery. She goes to the back, no delivery. And she's telling the customer service rep this. And the woman is like, can you send pictures? So she, my friend is like, oh, um, okay. So she took pictures of the front and back of her house, no food, no delivery. Um, she goes to call the Uber driver he blocked her number and she couldn't get in contact with him. She was able to get a refund, but he, he still managed to get the tip, mm. a, ten, a $10 tip. Yeah, she's over tipping. Well, it was like the suggested whatever 10%. Yeah, I don't do that. That's you guys are Canadian. That's why we don't do that here. Whatever. I mean, it's like, this is part of because their- sometimes, sometimes when you order from those places, there's a delivery free fee. And when there's a delivery fee of $5, you better believe that person's not getting 20% because they get part of that delivery fee. I don't know how it works. I mean, regardless, whether, whether it's $5 he's getting or $15, the fact that he lied about delivery and the fact that he now blocked her so that they, she couldn't contact him and he's walking away with $10 that he didn't earn, like that's bullshit. Well, he's still going to get... He still gets points on his, his delivery as far as, cause I have clients who do that for a living yeah. like so, and they'll tell me, they'll say, if someone cancels or someone claims there was an issue with delivery, they're like, regardless, it's non-negotiable. It goes on your record. Well, I hope so because that was like, Oh, and I just think thing. that it sounds like if it's happening to her a lot, maybe her complex is complicated. Maybe it is like maybe I was telling, I was goes off. You know, like I was telling the other friend that I was with that I remember the first time I went to go visit this, this friend, um, trying to find, because there are, like I said, there are multiple entrances to that complex and then trying to find, you know, 
visitor parking and whatnot. It is a challenge for sure. Um, But but let me tell you, but the map does like I know Google Maps when it does when it takes me or when it gives the pinpoint, it pretty much pinpoints right at her corner. Like she's right there. So so all he would have had to have done is gone into this entrance where that pinpoint is and he would have seen the number. Yeah. Well, also, like, if there's that many problems, I mean, you know, the definition of insanity, doing things over and over and over, expecting a different result. I mean, if this has already happened three times, clearly it's not the problem. The problem doesn't lie solely in the delivery person. It also lies in the fact that her complex is complicated. Yeah. Like, if that was me and I'm listening to this story, I know that, I know it sounds like a pain in the ass, but I honestly would go stand outside. I was thinking that too, like that would be something that I would do 100%. But let me tell you what they do at our house. Like we're not hard to find. If you have a block in our number, but if it's late, it's dark. Yeah. Maybe you don't see the number. But what I end up doing is I actually know because the map is not always accurate of like Mm. where they are. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll show that someone isn't there yet and they're there. Yeah. And I have actually stood in front of my door and actually have blinked the light when the car is coming down the street. Mm. So they know where I am. Like, I'll tell them, like, I'm blinking my light right now. Yeah. But if I lived in a complex, I probably would go outside and stand, be like, hey, guys, this happens all the time. Put my shoes on. Yeah, it's inconvenient, but it's less inconvenient than getting in the car and having to go get it yourself. Yeah. So did you eat? No, we didn't eat. Oh, fuck. So we, I ended up heading home. Like, you know, I stayed a little bit longer, but then it was like eight o'clock at this point and I hadn't had dinner. So I went home <laughs> and I had the saddest dinner of a couple of turkey cold cut slices and some crackers. <laughs> yeah. That was my dinner last night. So, yeah. That is a, <laughs> that is a low budget meal. That was very low budget. I'll send you a pic later. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so what does uh what are we gonna talk about today? What's happening? I have no idea. What are we talking about? Come on, you know. We are talking about things about people. Well, it's about us. Really, right? Yeah. All right. We're gonna ask each other some questions and try to get deeper. Going deep deep in the love <laughs> now this is a whole nother story hold up the episode you want to go right. first go first ask me a question or this so how are we doing this we're going to each reply with the same question no yeah unless you want to do you you want to do that let's i don't know it's whatever what we're doing <laughs> did marjorie quit because she used to tell us what to do <laughs> she quit she's gone <laughs> hating her all right, go for it. Hit me. What, what is your best physical feature? Fuck. I, I know this one's for you. This one for you because I want to hear it. My best physical feature? I would say probably my eyes. Okay. Just, you know, based on compliments that i've received and and whatnot um my eyes yeah okay what about you 
I mean, I would have to say my legs. Okay. Yeah. Um, because when I see men at the gym who are all like, you know, worked out and then I look at their legs and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) there's an imbalance. (laughs) I'm like, you don't have mine. I, yeah, I've never understood that where men, and I say men, cause that's usually the way it is. Um, they take so much time to like, and I think it's also, it's, it's biological. It's because men typically a lot of men, and I actually saw this online because there was a company talking about, you know, there's this gene, this gene company that they make genes, especially for guys with bigger legs. Mm. And I was reading this whole thing and there was like this explanation about like, you don't see a lot of men with big legs because men tend to have just, um, they always tend to have thinner legs. Mm. Men tend to be smaller on the bottom. Yeah. And, you know, cause it's true. I see guys all the time. They have like a kick-ass body and then their legs are like, yeah, two straws. You gotta, you gotta proportionize. <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, Telling a man that, you know, have a flat stomach. It's like the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, because that's where we gain all our weight. Exactly. Um, all right, your turn. Okay. What was the last, when was the last time you tried something new and what was it? Oh, last time I tried something new. It's hard because I've talked about this on the show before. I tend to do different things a lot. Mm-hmm. and sometimes I just need a little push but sometimes I just end up doing it um doing something new that's such a great question um I'm starting to read different things I don't know if that counts but I've been starting to read different things like things I don't normally read yeah like you know things about like I always have been interested in psychology and biographies and stuff like that and I I read a lot of nonfiction, but I've really been reading like a lot about like science and how we connect to like um nature Mm -hmm. you know like very woo-woo stuff but just I've been reading that kind of stuff and I guess it's trying something new I mean also I think the last couple of years what I've been doing a lot more of is going out by myself yeah like by myself yeah but now I've been doing it so often that that wouldn't be my first answer because I feel like I've been doing it's more common now yeah exactly like I have tickets to a show next month and I'm going by myself like I'm I literally got like a bar ticket yeah that's awesome what about you there's a couple of things that I would answer with that. One of them is a little um, uh, like the first thing that I could uh, I would say is uh, this more self-reflective journey and and you know a self-improvement that I've been on in in recent year or two, right? And just the realization that I I do need outside intervention help and seeking that out and applying those things that I've learned to better myself. And that was, you know, that whole idea of therapy and whatnot 
you know, I, I never thought of it as something that I could do or needed to do. And it, it was definitely a new thing for me when I, when I did it last year. So that awesome. that's, that's definitely one of them. But the other one, the most recent one is, um, I'm learning German. I'm learning a new language. Okay. Yes. So that's exciting. Hmm. All right. Well, listen, we're not strangers to doing new things. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's my question to you. All righty. Who, 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 who has left the most impact on your life? Ooh. The most impact on my life. Hmm. I mean, if we're going to be honest mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. it would be you. Oh, shit. You're going to do that to me now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Okay. Like, sin since you and I have reconnected and we've done this podcast and you doing what you do and the realizations that you've had me notice about myself and about the world and all of these things like that's that's big like I I don't think I would have done a lot of the stuff that I have been doing lately and put like pushing myself out of certain out of my comfort zone and my the box oh, like man. honestly like and this isn't like a you know brown noser moment or anything like that but it's but it's true like I have a lot of people who are very very supportive in my life and they 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 have my back regardless like Chris my sisters uh the the few best friends that I have but in terms of like seeing this change in me you have a big hand in that 100 percent. Well, i'm glad I'm, I'm glad and i'm i'm i think for you too i think you are you're like and i said this to you before if you were one of my clients you'd be easy to work with mm. because you actually are receptive yeah you're receptive to change you know um I think it's really important that people are that way. Yeah. You know? But hey, listen, I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, I think our show has been, our show has been, and, and I guess I'm not copping out with my answer here, but part of what you said was also my answer because I feel like it's for me, I know the, the question is who, but I think it's really our show. Yeah. Because I, I think for me, my answer would be like, like I could pick a person and say, oh, my daughter. My daughter has left a huge impact on me. Absolutely, yes. But if I'm going to think a little deeper and be a little like, a little more of an unusual answer, I think it's our show. Yeah. Because we have certainly, I mean, people don't realize the kind of digging and exploring we do. Yeah. Just from in, internally, but also like, the amount of work we do to even get a guest on and what we do. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, God knows if you all listen to like the last few episodes with guests on, it's like, you can just imagine yeah. what we're learning from these people. Yeah. 
No, it's true. So that was a great answer. I appreciate being here for you. <laughs> all right, let's see. I have a big list of questions, but we're not necessarily going to ask them all. Um, let's see. What do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? Shit. Oof. Five years ago, keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Did it, did it get you yep. in trouble? Yep. It always got me in trouble. Yeah. Like, because, you know, unsolicited advice is unsolicited advice. And yeah. I think there was a lot of times where I didn't realize five years ago, the impact of what I'm saying is not effective if you give it to someone and they're not asking for it. Mm. That's kind of like what I recently kind of went through, not avoiding giving advice unless you're asked for it. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I always look at it like, you know, say you work in a restaurant. Here's my metaphor. You work in a restaurant and you put food in front of people that they're not going to eat. The food gets wasted. Mm. Like they're not going to eat it because they didn't ask for it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's kind of how I feel is like, you know, and once in a blue moon, I get somebody who's a friend of mine and, you know, I always put up the filter and I'm like, you sure you want me to tell you? Yeah. You sure? Exactly. I'm going to start having them sign waivers. <laughs> you should <laughs> Here, so, sign this. What about you five years ago? Five years ago, uh, because I was working. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, travel more yeah. because I had the means to, I just didn't do it, mm. you know, and it would, it would definitely have been more travel, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which is ironic. Cause now I don't have a job and this year I'm going to be traveling more than ever. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily weird. I mean, it's the fact is it's time and, you know, yeah. You full-time job but you are working yeah i mean you know it's yeah. it's you know i think it's time to do it exactly because i feel like i've met a lot of people that are even 20 years older than us yeah and they're literally like if i would have 20 years ago if i would have known what i know now i would have done more even if I didn't always have the money to do it, I would figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and I think it's like, you know, we always talk about it. Like we always use money as an excuse. And like, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it costs money. Is it? But it's like, it's like anything else. If it's something you want to do. Yeah. No, exactly. So anyway, um, there's, there's a, I have some really good questions for you, but some of them I knew the answer for, so I'm not going to like those I'm not going to do. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, what is good about how you are living your life right now? What is good about how I'm living my life right now? Um... I definitely have more freedom to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. It's just about doing it. 
but the I I absolutely love the freedom that I have. Hmm. That I can I create my own schedule essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that to me is is important because I I just I I've never worked well with too much of a structured schedule. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not to say that I, I, I don't schedule things in my life right now. Like I make time for X, Y, and Z, you know, in the morning, it's my, my walking, my exercises and whatnot. And I do, I do schedule my evening routine. Like the, that to me is schedule, but I did it. Like it's, I was able to schedule it. It's based on what I want and need, not on, on not based on anybody else. Right. So it's the freedom just to be able to um, schedule things the way I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. Yeah. I would say the same thing with the scheduling thing, because for me, it's like, I can make my own schedule, but you get to a point where it's like, you got to give a little to get a little. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you could be like on Saturdays, I love to go and sit by the lake all day in the summer. But if three Saturdays out of the month, people need you to come take photos of them. Are you going to be like, no, no exactly. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's like, it's give and take. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a good answer. That is freedom, freedom is always a good answer. Freedom. <laughs> um, I don't know. What was the question? I asked it and I don't remember. <laughs> what what do you like about your life right now or what, what what was it yeah um yeah i i have to say this is the first time in my entire life that i have actually done a job like a job where like i'm making a living mm-hmm. and it's consistent because when i was performing i i would make money but it wasn't as consistent yeah um and sometimes it was shit. So yeah. right now is the first time that I've been consistently making a living and I get an opportunity like you to make my schedule. And I didn't know how much I was going to love working from home mm-hmm. in my own office and yeah. being myself and doing my thing and not having to leave the house. It's like, you know, TMI, but I wake up in the morning early. I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I come home and shower. I don't have clients too early. I don't have them too late. Yeah. Um, and now I'm moving into a territory of trying to get clients that aren't at night. Mm-hmm. And if they are, I want it sporadic. I don't want to have every night of my week where I'm tied down. Exactly. But that's again, that's the freedom that you have. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I feel like that's, that's probably what I really do like, cause there's days where I'm like, like anybody else, I go into work, like, Oh yeah. Gotta sit in front of my computer. And this is why I go to the gym. Cause if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'd be dead in the afternoon. Mm. Oh yeah. But I end up like, I turn, put the computer on, do, 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 do my thing. And then I'm like, this is great. And I have to keep reminding myself. It's like, I have flexibility. Yeah. You know, I can run downstairs and go get a cup of coffee. I can run downstairs, go get a snack, come back up. 
you yep. know, it's, I don't have to get in the car. There's days that I do not leave my house unless it's to go to the gym. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't have any complaints about my life. I mean, you know, my complaints are, I want more creativity in my life. There's a lot of things that I'm working on right now, mm -hmm. but you know, I talk to you all the time about the green lights. I'm waiting on green lights. Yes. You're in limbo. You're, you're on, uh, you're on a yellow right now, right? Or is it, or is yeah. it red? <laughs> I'm on amber and red back and forth. <laughs> yes. Like slow down. Stop. Yeah. That's frustrating. Anyway. All right. Let's see what we got next here. Um, what can you do today that you were not capable of a year ago? I mean, it doesn't have to be a year. It could be two years or whatever, six months, whatever. God, what did I not? Huh. I think it's really going back to my first answer to you about like the whole, like going out by myself. Mm. Like I would do it, but I think now it's become more second nature. And I don't know why I just was always like, I like my own company. I like, but I think it's not necessarily like, I love going shopping by myself. It's always been because I don't like to be on someone else's time. If I got to try something on, I don't want anybody, whatever. But I think it's like, I've really in the past year been going to like shows and like social things by myself mm -hmm. because it's easier than trying to plan it with somebody. Yeah. You know, and I also have these friends in my life. I love them to death, but when you ask them, can you do this? they always sound like they're so disappointed if they have to say no to you, you Guilty, know, like yeah. they feel so bad. And then I, then I reciprocate by saying, you know what? I'm not going to ask them because every time I ask them, I make them feel like they're obligated. Mm. So it's like, but it's a good learning because now I'm out in the world and I'm doing, because there's things I like that I don't know anybody else who likes it. Yeah. Yeah, and why should you deny yourself those pleasures just because no one else wants to do it? No, if I want to go to a buffet and sit there in my underwear and eat for five hours, nobody's going to judge me. Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. What about you? Um, I would say that I can now, I feel more comfortable confronting people about a boundary they may have crossed where in the past I kind of let it slide or just avoided confrontation. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that it's easy for me right now, but I'm getting more comfortable doing it and, and saying, you know what, what you did was not good, was not right. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to kind of express my, myself yeah. more, you know, I certainly was not able to do that a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That. Evolution, baby. Listen, speaking of evolution. Uh oh. <laughs> what scares you about aging? Child, listen, I'm already experiencing the the downside of aging at 47 in like three what's the, days. What's the downside? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you you, you notice things about, at least me, I notice things about my body that I don't recover quickly. 
like I did when I was, you know, in my thirties, my twenties and thirties. So aches and pains last longer, bruises last longer. You know, it just, I, I, my fear is if I don't rectify things now with regards to my, my aching bones and shit like that, it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like once I hate, you know, 60 70 i i'm going to be crippled <laughs> mm. so you know like i i i fear not being mobile gotcha you know that's gotcha. that that's because i i think about that loss of freedom then that's why you gotta keep moving now exactly exactly you do shit now man yeah so that's that would be my biggest fear like some kind of an illness that would incapacitate me that can happen when you're young yeah but it's a lot of it a lot of it is preventative yeah um i i think for me you know i have this conversation with people right and i'm going to be totally transparent when like if i just let my beard grow into its natural phase, right? Mm-hmm. I have some white spots in the front. I have some white spots on the side. And yeah. then people are always like, oh, you know, like I had a friend of mine. I don't know if they're really a friend because they, <laughs> they said this, but they were like, oh, you're so vain about getting older. And to me, the gray spots had nothing to do with me being older. The gray spots to me, made my beard look like it just it didn't look clean yeah it didn't look like it was all one shade like and it literally is like a tiny patch in the front and the side it doesn't matter if anybody's like oh i didn't really see it i see exactly so the reality is is that it's no different than whatever gender you are and your hair on your head grows a little in spots maybe it doesn't look horrible maybe some people like it but to me i like the clean unified and i've said to people over and over if my beard grew like to a full gray yeah i probably would keep it that way yeah i would think it would look cool like a silver or gray but if it's all spotty yeah i don't like it got nothing to do with getting older right because i don't dye my hair yeah on my head i don't dye my hair only on your ass right no, I have no hair there. Because <laughs> anyone who knows me, no. That's a whole other show, right? It's, you know, back crack and sack. It's like- oh, goodness. <laughs> so anyway, long story short. Yeah. For me, I have to agree with you because it's not about all those vain things, you know? And even being, also being a guy, it's different because in society- it's more accepted. It's yeah. you know, you're more like, oh, he has gray hair. He's hot. He's a daddy. He's a whatever. Yeah. He has wrinkles. Oh, he's distinguished. Rugged. Yeah. A woman has gray hair and wrinkles and she's Jack Frost from the Christmas movies. Exactly. You know, it's like, who's that hag? Yeah, exactly. Wasn't she in Clash of the Titans? Like oh, man. <laughs> Seriously. And th- listen, people who are listening know it's the truth. It's the yeah. truth. Right? Yeah. For me, I think the thing that's scary, and I don't want to offend anyone. Offend. To me, 
the number that's scary to me is 60. Really? 60. Wow. 60 is scary to me because. Why? Because I have met too many people, especially men, who I have known them when they're in their 40s. And then I met them in their, their 60s. You what need- is it that- they just didn't, are they someone that doesn't care about their appearance or anything like no, that? I mean, I think it's everything. I think it's like even mobility. I think mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they look kind of stiff. They, yeah. you know what they look like? They look like one of those motorized mummies that are on the front <laughs> of somebody's lawn during Halloween. And you um, come by and you're like, wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I don't want to feel like that when I get older. Because the fact that I feel like this now at 47, I need to make sure that I get, you know, I got to lube the joints, man. They need exercise. Another episode too. (laughs) But but here, I don't want to offend anybody listening in their 60s. This is my personal experience. This is my hang up. And I know there's people who have issues with all kinds of things. Yeah. Like, because I know back when we started this show and this is totally off topic but on topic i remember telling you how i got feedback from a couple of people that all we talked about were was food and this is before we went into the how you feeling people were like you guys talk about food all the time and how food how you guys have like you love food or whatever and it was like not that it was triggering to them but they were kind of feeling like I don't get it. I don't get why you guys are so into food. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, you did. I told you the story, but you just don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Honestly, I'm sorry. That's already (laughs) 47 times eight. So anyway, but I just think for me, that's the number. Mm. 60 60 is like, no, because you see these people and it's like, like I said, especially men, I see men and they're like, oh, you never knew I was 60. I'm like, no, I actually thought you were 85, but you know, it's like, damn, <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, that's why I'm whole. I am white knuckling. Yeah. Why? I remember going shopping with a guy friend and we were in a department store and I'm not going to say what department store it is because they're not giving us money for the show. <laughs> so I'm in this department store and I'm looking at jeans. Mm-hmm. And he turns to me at full volume. Oh, God. There's other people in the store. Full volume. Yeah. We are middle-aged men in a young men's section. What are we doing here? And I literally looked at him and was like, bite your tongue in public. Right? I mean, can you see me going to the high-waisted jeans Elastic waistband. Could you imagine? Come on now. If you saw me in those low-top white sneakers that have a little lift under them. Velcro. Right. Who am I? Milton (laughs) Burrow? I mean so wrong no i am i had said to someone the other day they saw my i had joggers because even my joggers are skinny yeah i said to them i said i am going to be wearing skinny jeans in my coffin (laughs) right 
Absolutely. Like, no, no, no. And this is the thing. It's not that I dress that way because I'm holding on to my, I'm, I dress this way because this is how I identify my style. And you dress that way because that's what looks good on your body. Thank you. Seva, seva. Seva, whatever. Is it my turn? Is it my question? Yeah, 60. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. This one, I, like, I don't even know if I'll be able to answer it, but we'll, we'll try here. What I love she's asking me a question that she can't answer. I don't know. Anyway, what would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? Oh, my God. You got some good questions. Listen, I'm not I, mad at you. I'm mad at myself for not having the answer quick enough. I come correct with these things. You do. You come erect. I, and erect. <laughs> Um, okay what basically the question is what would i do if nobody was looking right if no i mean they can look at you but they you wouldn't be judged oh so what yeah what would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you um huh i was gonna say go to one of those nudist places but I don't think that that's something that I'm afraid of them judging me. I just don't, I personally don't want to be out there naked, even if I was alone. Mm. So, um, and I know everyone's like, me hang up at your bed. <laughs> um, what would I, holy crap. Yeah. It's it. That one was you know, one of the thought provoking. I'm, I'm not trying to be all rock and roll here, but it's like, you know, people go around saying, I don't care what people think. I do care what people think, but the circle has gotten smaller and smaller over the years, mm. smaller and smaller and smaller, because there are people who there's a very short list of people, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I remember the quote from Cher. She was like, I only care about what two people think of me. And that's me and God. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's but, exactly. But I feel like, but think about the, what that that freedom brings you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's about understanding that what people think of you and what they say about you mm. is fickle. It's empty. Um, you know, especially if you care about what people you don't know are thinking of you. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I can't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Cause I don't have that. Yeah. You know, I don't really care. And it's like, and then let them dare say it to me. Yeah. Let them dare. And I don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. God, what about you? You don't have an answer? Well, like I was thinking about the things that maybe I'm hesitant to do now because of, you know, what people might say. And the only thing that I can, one of the things that kind of popped into my mind would be the ability to, to really be more blunt about the things I say and not, and not caring how people perceive me. Because yeah. I think there's a, there's, a, I think that there's this um, self-censorship because I want people to like me for who I am type thing. So I, 
I edit the the things that I say. But then you're not really being yourself then. They're not really liking you for who you are. Yeah, exactly. Because you know me, I've known you long enough yeah. where people who don't know you, I'm going to give them an inside right now. Mm-hmm. Do it. <clears throat> when I visit you and we've been together over the course of a weekend. Yeah. You're like any other normal person where there's some days where you're preoccupied. There's some days where you're in your own world and you're doing your own thing. There are things that annoy you. You might be cooking something. It doesn't come out the way you want. You're frustrated. I don't think you ever hold back those emotions around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm also like looking at you like that's what happens. Yeah. Especially if you're in your own home. Yeah. Why would I ask you to be anything but yourself? But I think when we start to worry about what other people are thinking of us, I think that the true conversation is how real are the people around me? Mm. How comfortable? Because honestly, I always said, I said this to a client one day and he was like, oh my God, what a great way to gauge it. I said, if you start feeling around your friends, Mm -hmm. the way you feel when you go to work around your coworkers and your boss, there's a problem. Yeah. That's There's true. a problem because, you know, when we go into a professional environment, we do put up a facade. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to walk in. Like if I worked at your old job and you and I were there together. Okay. First of all, that place would have never been the same. No. But if we would, we would like, I'm not going to yell across the store. Hey, I got a rash on my ass. You know, I'm not going to say that. You got but, any dick cream. <laughs> But but I would say that to you, like joking around, if we're sitting around having drinks, yeah, there wouldn't be anything I wouldn't say. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you as transparent as we, we are with our audience. There's things I'm not going to say on the show. Of course. That I would say to you. Yeah. You know, the number of times that, and I'm saying this to them more than I am to you, because you know this. Yeah. The number of times where I'm sharing a really personal story. And I leave out all the details. And as soon as we're like, all right, everybody, have a great night. <laughs> and it's like, recording has stopped. And Let me Coco, tell you. <laughs> Coco, and Coco's like, all right, so I got three questions. <laughs> She's like, who, what, and where? In that order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it really comes down to that. It comes down to you thinking about who specifically do you feel that way around? Mm. why do you feel like you're not yourself around certain people and then you have to ask yourself why i think it also ties into the whole uh thing where i i i feared expressing myself in terms of those boundary crossing moments you know so it's like i said it, it is getting better but that was always the thing that I had difficulty with when it came to really truly being myself, because clearly I was thinking about the wrong that happened to me, the, the, the wrongs that people had, had done to me, but I wasn't expressing it. I wasn't verbalizing it. Mm. And, and therefore these people really didn't know how I felt. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to crack the ice here because we've been in like a, self-discovery emotional questions sure I, sure, sure. So i'm gonna give you a fun one oh what is at the top 
top, 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 top of your bucket list. Wow. I think it's kind of happening right now, traveling. Good. Going, going, to, going to Germany. Where else do you want to go? Because I know you, you say you would go anywhere, really, but what is on your list? So I'm, I'm going to the Dominican. Mm-hmm. That's happening first, which I'm, that'll be the second time I've ever been. And I'm super excited about that. Going to Germany. I, I just want to go everywhere. Chris and I have talked about going to Iceland. Mm-hmm. You and I have talked about going to Italy. We are. And like, it's. We're going 50, 50. 5 0 it's just i just want to travel plain and simple okay pick pick a country let's go yeah you know what about you top of my bucket list i think it changes right now it really is like I want to do something creative in the capacity of uh, I want to be doing something that is different than what I used, what I was doing before is performing. Mm -hmm. I want to like, I want to do like a movie or I want to do a play, but I also along that same lines, the same total vibration. I want the show that I co-wrote to be produced. Yeah. I want to like, I want to have a show on television. You know, we talk about legacy all the time. Like, you know, it, my daughter's not going to give a shit in 10 years. She'll be like, oh yeah, my dad wrote that stupid show that was on for two seasons. Like she's not going to care. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, at some point in her life, she might care. She will care. You know, she might be like, like, I remember our friend. Um, There's a pride to that. Like to, to say, you know what? Even if it was one season or two season, two seasons, my dad did that. Yeah. 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 And I, and you know, like I remember meeting somebody um, and she was really successful on her own. She had done like, she worked in the entertainment industry, but I remember one time meeting her at dinner through a friend of a friend. And this was probably like, this has to be like 12 years ago, at least. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were in the city and we were having dinner and it was a table full of people. And I didn't know who she was, but she was sitting next to me. And then I found out what she did. And she had a really important position in the entertainment industry and music. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about different things and she started to tell me about her background. And she started to tell me about like her mom and dad were known, known TV writers. Mm-hmm. They had written for so many shows. And she was telling me how like, Growing up, it was just commonplace that she would, actors would be at her house. Her parents had Emmy Awards all over the place from writing shows. Like, and I was kind of like, I know that shit sounds to some people like, oh, but like my whole life, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted like the accolades because people don't understand getting those awards is like, when you think about your job, it's like getting the greatest promotion at your job. Yeah. You know, like if you work in an office and you get, you get recognized. Exactly. You know, and the thing with those awards is that they open the door to so many other things Mm -hmm. that 
you normally wouldn't get. Like, you know, they talk about these people who win like Academy Awards and Emmy Awards. And they literally are like, if that happens on a Saturday or Sunday or like a Sunday, usually award shows, they're like Monday morning, their phone is ringing off the hook. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, think about the opportunity. But anyway, I segue, but that's really... (laughs) that's really my bucket list. Like I, I really want to do, like, I think I'm really good at my job and what I do right now, but I think I'm good at my job because of where I came from. Mm. I think if I didn't have opportunity in the entertainment industry and I couldn't do public speaking, I couldn't do any of that now. Yeah. You know, it's like, imagine like a lot of people don't realize I get on zoom and I meet a new client. So like, blah, blah, blah has joined your Zoom. And it's like, I click accept and I don't know who I'm looking at. I don't know who the person's going to be. Yeah. And they're coming in with so much expectation from me. Yeah. And when I first started doing this work, I just thought of it like, oh, this is like an audition. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, that's my bucket list. No, it's a good, it's a good thing on your list. All right, let's see. Uh. guys this show will not go on and on trust me no 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 no. don't be turning it off because you're like oh they're gonna ask one more question (laughs) but you know here's the thing here's the interactive part for our audience is that Mm. ask yourself these questions yeah ask yourself and and dare i say share it with us (laughs) stop it (laughs) okay that should be on your bucket list what's that that should be at the top of your bucket list yes. that our that our audience actually sends us questions. Exactly. Uh, okay. What activities make you lose track of time? Masturbating. No, I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't that. I just had to say, I wanted to wake up the people listening. People who were sleeping. Yes. They were. They were like, oh, wow. They're like, damn, this is a fucking boring ass episode. <laughs> Um, where do I lose track of time? Writing. Okay. Listen, when I write, I don't know where I go. Yeah. Literally, literally, like when I just finished writing uh, a series of plays and I just finished my third, because it's a three, it's three short plays back to back to back. When I was writing that, listen, I would disappear in my office. I don't know what happened to time. Mm. Time was gone. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. When you're that inspired and you're doing something like that. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you feel like you're doing something that is is productive to you. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? There's two things. One of them, I mean, it's more work related, but I mean, even if it's not a, a job per se, but editing photos, I really do love doing that. Uh, you know, especially when I see the transformation of something. Mm-hmm. Like I did a, a, a shoot not too long ago where the background, the backdrop that I had used, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, should I have ironed it? Of course, (laughs) but like sometimes with time constraints and things like that, you can't really, you you don't have the opportunity to do that. So I looked into how through Photoshop, how can I make the background nice and clean and smooth Mm -hmm. and when I learned it it, and started to apply it, it just, it became such a, a a cool process to 
witnessed that transformation. And I was just going through one photo after another, after another doing these things. And I loved it because it was like a new skill that I learned Mm. um, from with Photoshop. Um, But just editing in general, I love I love doing it. Um, And then um, reading. If I'm in a book into a book. I, it could be like, sometimes I, I'm physically tired, like my eyes are tired and I need to go to bed. <laughs> but there are times where it, 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 there's a something that I'm reading and I will continue reading. Yeah. Well, yeah. good for you. I mean, I try. Good for you because you know how many delinquents are listening to this show right now? <laughs> They can barely read the ingredients on a package of cookies, never mind a book. I mean, some of those ingredients are sketch and complicated. I'm just saying, you know, the reality is that I think we're getting further and further away from it. And I understand, like, kids are reading more now. We don't realize how much more they're reading because of the internet, because of social media. Like, you may not be reading, like, great expectations, but... They're reading, and it, it's funny because they are forced to read more than we were. Yeah. Because if we didn't read physical books and magazines, we didn't read. Yeah. I remember growing up, I remember growing up, and you know during this era, because this is when we kind of started being friends, is that mm-hmm. when there were so many independent films, and a lot of them were foreign films with subtitles, I used to have friends growing up in my 20s who were like, I'm not going there, I'm going to read the whole time. Yeah, that's crazy. And I told them I speak fluent Arabic, but they didn't believe. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh. Habibi. Habibi. Yeah. Yeah. So my question now. Yes. Okay. Um, see, I have a bunch of them. Like there's a couple that I'm thinking of, but I don't know. Maybe I should just... Um, Oh, God. Okay. How difficult is it for you to forgive someone? I don't know if it's expecting a rating scale, but I'm sure you'll do your best with the answer. I think in the past, I... Yes, you speak in my language. I hear you. I know where you're going. Yes. (laughs) I used to hold grudges and that went side by side with the stubborn streak that I had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that now mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for me to, like the whole concept of I can forgive, but I won't forget type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier for me to to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind of a scale we're talking about. It's just it is easier for me to forgive. I mean, uh, it's also relative to the offense. You know, I, I think depending on what kind of egregious egregious um, offense it, it it was, like that 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 will so certainly determine my reaction to things. Mm. Um, but in general, it, I do forgive easier than in the past. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. What about yeah. you? I was going to say the same thing. It was so much harder for me. Yeah. I remember saying once to a friend, I was like, you know, I can forgive, but I can't forget. And they were like, well, isn't that the same thing? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's totally different because, yeah. you know, there's some things that you're marked. Yeah. That are marked. And, you know, if we're seeing, it's great to be all forgiving. Yeah. It's great to be a beacon of light. Yeah. But the reality is, is that if we're seeing common behaviors, if we're seeing people who are doing the same thing over and over, and like you said, depends on the crime, let's call it crime. Yeah. Depends on what they did to us, but it also depends on how frequently is it happening? Because we've talked about this on the show before. Mm -hmm. Don't just say, I'm sorry, stop doing it. Yeah. It's got to be actioned. Show, show, show me with your actions. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that um, is difficult for me to forget is when trust is broken. Yeah. That, that one is pretty big for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I don't forget it. And then there's this, oh, there's this part of me that will always doubt that person, mm -hmm. even if they have, you know, shown that they can be trustworthy. There's always that, like, I don't know, 1%, 2%, 5% yeah. where you, you, you don't trust it. No. You know? No. Right. That's a, that's a big thing. Absolutely. I mean, I wish people, I wish more people who knew me. Yeah. Listen to the show. Because I think there's a lot Seriously. of people who know me. Yeah. But they don't know me. Because no. I think people have really over my life, and this is the reason why I've had many failed relationships. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, over yeah. decades, not over months, but decades. Mm -hmm. Because I think people have boxed me into a certain idea and they think I am a certain thing. But, you know, you and I have said this privately. People who know me really well know that if you're honest with me and you tell me stuff that even if it's stuff I don't want to hear, yeah. that tends to be the better relationships that I end up having with people. Yeah. Because I want people to come and respectfully say to me, you know, Give me creative feedback. Give yeah. me feedback about our relationship. I just don't, I don't think people want to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I think in general, I think we have problems with it. I watch shows sometimes and I watch characters on TV shows who have these like amazing friendships. And I watch those and I kind of feel like the single girl in her bedroom with a box of Kleenex wanting a boyfriend mm. because I watch those and I go, I don't know if that's real. Mm. Like having those sitcom type of friendships, like, yeah. you know. Of course it's not. In 20 minutes, it's solved. Yeah. Like, no. you know, there's gotta be times you don't talk to your friend for a while because you both need to go to your own corners. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, anyone who thinks those sitcoms are real, nothing, nothing especially when they get into those like really controversial or hot topic situations, mm -hmm. how do you resolve that in 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Or 23, sorry, 23 minutes. Cause you got to allow for commercials. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. So I yeah, know. I know. 
Um, so I had a bunch of other deeper ones, but I, I feel like, you know, this could be like a 45 hour Jerry Lewis special right now, but. Well, listen, I, we can always do this in the future again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who, who doesn't want to know more about us? <laughs> the person who just sighed, who's listening. <laughs> so this is where I want to land because I think this would be a great question for you. All right, here we go. Be completely honest. Don't hold back. Shit. Okay, go. You have to answer too. Oh man. I'm doing it to you. Don't say that. It's not as hard as you think. The setup was just horrible. All right, go. <laughs> what was the most difficult episode you had to sit through of this show with a guest? And why? The most difficult episode I had to sit through. I mean, we laugh about one of them. What's that? You know who. I, I, we got to be honest. Who? I'm, Are we saying names? I don't know. What was the episode? I mean, if you don't tell me, I don't know. Well, the episode was about a specific person. It was like season one. Damn. Wasn't trying. No, but I don't even know if that's the one that I was like the most annoyed at. Um, I know mine. And I knew, I, I kind of thought what you, I was going to, I knew what you were going to say. Hmm. I know there was an episode that I was like, oh, I know which one it is. That, that fashion, the one that I wasn't a part of. Okay. Listening to it listening to it gotcha. was very frustrating because uh, like in my in my opinion i didn't feel like that guest really um stayed on topic from what what i thought the episode was going to be about but you weren't there for that episode so that really doesn't count I know, but I'm just saying from a listen from a listener because I right, edited but it. But listen, listeners have a different. I want to know, like, from sitting there with the person. I my, mean, my answer is a cop out. The Chauncey one was a challenge. <laughs> Are you laughing, friend? See, now I have to edit that shit out. No, you don't. And the only reason why it was a challenge was because he was very um, loquacious. My, my, my host has disappeared. My co-host has disappeared. I'm, I'm fixing my heat. Because <laughs> the heat just came on. Okay. Are you, getting, are you getting spicy? The heat just came on and it feels like the devil's underwear. Hmm, nice. Like right yeah. <laughs> so yeah he's he's very loquacious and um it was just in, in, in it, french that means what talkative oh, okay. and it it was difficult to kind of wrangle the answers to 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 rein it in and to stay on point mm. And, you know, to our credit or, you know, 
it was our first or second interview with someone like this was new we were just we were new to the whole podcasting thing how do you do an interview <laughs> you know so I think we did a good job considering but that was a challenge and I know there's another episode that really really bothered the f out of me I just can't think of it what's yours I'm going to give you two answers because the first one I know you're going to think is a cop-out. The first one was the guests who never showed twice. But that was a great episode. It was a great episode, but it wasn't a great episode experiencing it because essentially we never got to get to where we wanted to get as far as the conversation Agreed, agreed. But yeah, it's still made for must-see TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also feel like, I mean, we've had a ton of guests. Like we really have. Like remember the one day I rattled off, I said, I don't know, we had like, it's more now. Yeah. Um, especially if you count like how many times somebody's been on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think Akila holds maybe the belt for being the most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on the show the most. Yeah. Um, imagine if I was like, episodes with Akila. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she hears this episode. She'd be like, friend, texting me. Exactly. With her little, her little $300 scarf that she, little silk thing that she ties in her hair. I love it. <laughs> you know, she like, listen, people don't realize Akilah shows up on the show. She is wearing designer clothes when she meets with us. Like, yep. Yeah. She's wearing a schmata from Nima Marcus. <laughs> she comes correct as well. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, for me, generally, having guests on, and this is just a general blanket statement. Yeah. What's hard for me sometimes is having a guest on that I completely disagree with and I completely think they're asinine. So we've had a guest like this? Oh, we've had a couple of guests like that. So that I I don't necessarily think are stupid or a waste of our time, Mm. but I disagree with some of the things they say. And as a host, as a host, I'm trying to get them the most comfortable seat and get them a cocktail. Yeah, I know exactly who you're referring to. So, and sometimes you're like, male and female, there's two that stick out to me. Okay. So, um, I don't know, but you know, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't have them back. I mean, yeah. people have to understand this is, you know, we're not in the ranks of like Jimmy Fallon, but. What? We understand, we understand. Yeah what that would be like yeah you know like someone comes over to jimmy fallon and they're like blah 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 is gonna be on the show and he probably turns to like one of his good friends and goes yeah you know but they come out and you gotta be like hi what a great book you wrote you see that to me doesn't seem genuine then i would much rather have people on the show that i'm going to be happy or proud or excited to promote or chat with yeah but it's part of your job you know it's like working in pr you know you might be peddling some album that you think is a piece of crap but you're getting paid to do that 
And people don't realize that's kind of what a host does. You know, like you're, you're getting paid because without the guests, you don't have a show. Mm. So if you start to not like so much of the stuff, or if you start to really be honest with people, because the whole point is you're supposed to promote the item so that people watching are like, Jimmy Fallon likes it, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I get it. It's all about ratings. It's all about capitalism. It's not about must-see real TV. It's not. Yeah. You know, like even Oprah at at her highest ranks when she had her own show, she would have guests on sometimes that she did not want on the show. No, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, like for us, of course, you know, people listening are like, oh, you know, you guys are comparing yourself to, yeah, we are because we're doing a show. You're not. Yeah. But that's right. Simmer. 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 Okay. <laughs> Calm down, lady. What'd you just get out of prison? Did you just get out of prison? <laughs> That'll um, always, uh, always be good. <laughs> always. But I'm just saying, like, for me, that I think that's, but, you know, I have to say, though, I'm glad when that stuff happens. Yeah. When we have guests. A, exactly. It's totally. always a learning experience. Totally. Like, I also have somebody, we had somebody come on the show who I would consider, I wouldn't necessarily use the F word and say friend, mm. but I would say that they certainly are an acquaintance of mine. And that person says some dumb stuff sometimes that I'm literally like the conversation we would have over drinks would be very different than what I'd have with them on the show. Really? <laughs> some of the stuff they say just is like, hmm, you I'm know, gonna have, I'm gonna have to ask you some questions after this. It's like not, a, I don't find necessarily what they're saying is offensive to yeah. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like even self-defeating stuff and, and, philosophies that they've created that they believe works for them yeah you know that isn't necessarily like what i would you know necessarily sign on to yeah yeah you know um i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say like oh yeah Listen, the thing about us doing this show is that it's very easy for us with all of our guests to be like, you need therapy. <laughs> we all need therapy. <laughs> Listen, some of us are getting it. That's true. That's well, true. I don't personally discuss like where my my journey to my inner side is happening. I don't talk about that. No. And not that I'm embarrassed by it, but mm-hmm. I don't know who I see, who I talk to. For sure. Um, I'll let you know when I go to the urologist. We all want to know. Inquiring minds <laughs> want to know. Well, I don't know about you, but I enjoy episodes like this where we ask each other these questions. And if you are down, I would love to, you know, a month or so from now, do a, another part. I would. You I know, would. I think it's, I think it's, you know, refreshing. Mm-hmm. a change yep. of pace so i know we're about to go out but i want to leave with yes one of my favorite quotes and it's not a quote necessarily it's actually from it's it's i guess you would call it a monologue okay from a TV show it's not long is it from the golden girls nope okay <laughs> uh i don't know if you ever watched the show um louis with louis ck 
No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. So there was an episode. If you watch any episode on, if you ever watch any episode, if you want Chris to find an episode, the only episode I ever feel like you need to watch before you die is the one where Joan Rivers was on. Okay. Okay. So because it was equally funny, but also touching. Yeah. And so they have this whole moment in her dress, in her hotel room in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And he goes in to see her and stuff. And they almost make out, which is hilarious. Oh, really? But what she said, and what I'm about to read, I used to have hanging in my bathroom forever in my old apartment. Mm. So here we go. Listen, I wish I could tell you it gets better but it doesn't get better. You get better. Think it's been easy. I've gone up, I've gone down. I've been bankrupt. I've been broke, but you do it. And you do it because, because we love it more than anything else. That's why you're doing it. If you want a real job, honey, there are a million of things you can do, but what we do is not a job. And I know it sounds stupid. What we do is a calling, my dear. We make people happy. It's a calling. I've seen you post that quote and I love that quote actually. And that made me feel like this is really about what we do too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I know sometimes we joke about our show. We go like, oh, you know, we're not doing anything fantastic we're not making millions of dollars we're not we can't even get people to leave comments on our social media yeah but but the point is is that if people only knew how hard this is to do yeah and how consistent we do it and we're not complaining because we do do it and why do we do it because part of us knows we have to yeah we have to because you know we joke sometimes but i think the amount of interaction we have on social media is not reflective of how people are listening to the show yeah because we do have people listening to the show i agree you know and there are more people listening than people who come find us on social media yeah so imagine how many people out there that we may not even know who are listening to the show. That's true. And when we sit there and we go, oh, come on social media, blah, blah, blah. There could be a woman out there. There could be a man out there who listens to this show. Could be our age, could be older, could be younger. Who's like, I'm not on Instagram. Yeah. I'm not on social media. Exactly. I haven't looked at recently if there's any new uh, countries that have joined us. Hey, Italy has joined us. Have they really? They have finally joined us. I bet you, I know. I know who that is. Oh yeah? Yeah, I know, so, two, I know two people in Italy who listen to us. Italy has finally joined us. Italy has entered the building. We can retire now. <laughs> no. <laughs> All righty, well on that note, I've enjoyed this very much and I hope everyone has enjoyed it as well. And like Fran said, with each question, Ask yourself those same things. Do a little bit of self-reflection. Reflect upon yourself. 
Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to ask people, even strangers sometimes, how are you feeling? That's right. Bye. Thank you.